Hello, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews for 20 years now. I've just hit my 3900th film review in written form. You can read them all at my website. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be reviewing the latest in the Dan Brown adaptation series that produced such films as The Da Vinci Code, as well as Angels and Demons. It's called Inferno. It's a mystery thriller adventure, PG-13 rated because of sequences of action and violence, disturbing images, some language, thematic elements, and brief sensuality. The runtime is two hours and one minutes, which makes it the shortest of the series so far. Tom Hanks returns as Robert Langdon, with supporting roles going to Felicity Jones, Omar Sy, and Irfan Khan, as well as Ben Foster. The director's Ron Howard, and the screenplay is by David Kep, based on the fourth book in the Robert Langdon series, of course called Inferno. I think they skipped the lost symbol for a variety of reasons, but maybe they'll catch up with it at a later date. A fifth book in the series called Origin has been announced for 2017. Tom Hanks here is returning, playing that Harvard symbologist named Robert Langdon. We find him at the beginning of the story, waking up with his head injury in this hospital in Florence, Italy. He has no idea how he got there, or much of anything else in recent memory, but apparently somebody wants him dead. That causes him to have to make a hasty escape from the hospital, along with his British doctor, Sienna Brooks, who's helping him with his memory issues. Sienna just so happens to be an avid fan of Langdon's scholarly books on secret codes and symbols, and she ends up being able to help him along the way. Soon enough, both of their skills at finding connections throughout great works of art and European history are put to use from the analysis of a Botticelli painting to new interpretations of Dante's Divine Comedy, the first part of Divine Comedy called Inferno, from which the film derives its title. It leads them on this race against time across the Mediterranean to thwart a secret society's plan to launch a plague that will potentially wipe out half of the Earth's human population, ostensibly to prevent complete extinction of humanity. Now, the best parts of Inferno as a movie are really the best parts of the Langdon series as a whole. It comes from the scenic locales in and across Europe. We get Florence featured here and Venice and Istanbul. Very beautiful to take in. Langdon has to search through their museums, their archives, while running through the bustling city streets in order to elude a lot of bad guys who are out to stop these nosy pursuers at regular intervals within the film. Now, those who plan on trying to follow the very convoluted storyline will likely be frustrated, but those who seek merely a bit of mildly escapist armchair tourism may find some of the breathtaking locale shots pleasant enough to soak in while the rest of the drama plays out according to methodical design. That's a bit of irony, I guess, given that Dan Brown's novels are the kinds of things that you might actually read while waiting in an airport, perhaps while traveling to one of those luxurious locales. The worst part of Inferno, unfortunately, is the formulaic nature of the plot itself. It plays out like this very rote regurgitation of the non-action scenes of such films as Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, if it were injected with the basic premise from Terry Gilliam's Twelve Monkeys, it really should come as little surprise to learn that the screenwriter David Kep, who did similar work with Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit and the prior entry in the series Angels and Demons, he provides the adaptation for the Dan Brown novel and thus earning the dubious distinction of being the attached screenwriter for the worst films in all three of those series I just mentioned. The director is Ron Howard here. He is, you know, a successful director, but he continues to make these films thus far in this series 
They've been far more toward dark and grisly, graphic, grotesque imagery, apocalyptic hallucinations. It's all very heavy, very leaden. Instead of the kind of occasionally light and fun adventure that you would want from these movies, you know, Hitchcock has done this kind of material and done it much better than what we see here. So the ride is very unappealing along the way. Now, when situations are humorless and characters are flavorless, there's really not much to entertain viewing audiences given that the plot doesn't make a lot of sense, as well as the fact that we've seen it all before by this point in Langdon's Adventures. We merely just check the boxes of audience expectations and not much more than that. Also, this series happens to be, in my opinion, the three films in a very sizable filmography in which a zoned-out Tom Hanks is actually a detraction from the overall enjoyment of the movie that he's in. He imbues Langdon with no personality traits worth admiring or even finding a way to connect with. This is especially evident with how little chemistry, romantic or otherwise, that Tom Hanks has with any of the female lead actresses that accompany him on these adventures. Felicity Jones does okay in a hollow role, but her character smacks of a plot twist waiting to happen sometime down the road from the first moment that you learn that her character is a puzzle genius as well, and it renders any of the reveals that occur later in the film it's pretty ho-hum for any viewers who are already two or three steps ahead of the game. These reveals are more eye-rollers than eye-openers. Yeah, so as a film, Inferno is rarely good. Occasionally, it's actually god-awful, but despite the immense talent brought together to make it, it's a middling, muddled work, likely only to be viewed in its entirety by completists of the series. There are absurd plot developments galore, piled high, one on top of the other, in order to set Tom Hanks and Felicity Jones in motion across gorgeous Italian piazzas and through posh museums, those are not enough to make a completely satisfying movie on their own, alas. So while Inferno, as a word, can be defined as a large fire that's gone out of control, there's a bit of irony here that the film called Inferno can't even muster a spark of life within its very calculated narrative to distinguish it as anything other than being on autopilot to deliver expected goods for those still sticking around for a series that seemingly shot its wad as a worldwide phenomenon with the Da Vinci Code. So I'm giving Inferno two and a half stars. Two and a half stars on my scale means that there definitely were all of the tools, all of the talent on board to make a good film. You got Tom Hanks as a lead. Felicity Jones is a red-hot actress right now. Ron Howard, a capable, proven director for many, many years, even though he does get derided by critics for one reason or another. I've never been a Ron Howard detractor, but I really do not like his work here in these Dan Brown adaptations. This should have been a good film, or at least an entertaining one. And yet, it's just two hours of pretty dull formulaic stuff. It delivers the goods that you're going to be expecting if you've gone this far into the series. But you're not getting anything new here whatsoever, and I feel like this is a series that has already worn out its welcome. So unless you were really thrilled by The Da Vinci Code as a film, as well as Angels and Demons, I'm putting it on par with Angels and Demons. I gave that one two and a half. I'm giving this one two and a half. I gave The Da Vinci Code three stars for being worthwhile, I guess, for fans of that kind of work. But really, Angels and Demons and Inferno just feel like a lot of the same formula, except with different artists, different locales, but the same basic plot. So if you want to see the same basic film get remade, I guess some people do like that. I mean, the James Bond series is a lot of regurgitation of the same formula. Maybe this is your bag. But I think that if you did not enjoy the last couple of films, certainly Inferno is not going to change your mind at all. 
Two and a half stars for Inferno. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, click the subscribe button. And if you've been listening a while and you want to support the show, go to iTunes and leave a review and let other people know what you think of the show. And go to patreon.com slash quipster and leave a donation and help contribute to the cost of running this show. Until next time, I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. And if you go see Inferno and have a different take, or if you feel there's something I'm missing that you want to let me know about, you can go to my website, quipster.net. And send me a note. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R dot net. 